0: Okay, so should we uh, gossip about Michael since he's not here?
1: When you don't show up to the podcast...
0: What do you expect?
1: Yeah, you can say anything about them.
0: I guess the only thing we can't insult is his hair and his voice.
1: I know, because they're 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 both both amazing. but... But he does
0: have this weird tendency to do weird accents.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he was telling me last week that he had tickets to Rufus at the Hollywood Bowl.
0: And he couldn't find a date. Yeah. All right, so anyone listening... Michael Christoph is an eligible bachelor yeah. who will literally buy you concert tickets, coveted concert tickets.
1: Rufus de concert you tickets. You can
0: go dance and yeah. rage and maybe make out with Michael I mean, Christoph.
1: Honestly, I wanted to go as his date. You know, if anyone's out there for Michael, it's turning throw, into
0: a dating solicitation <laughs> podcast.
1: Throw a DM out there.
0: Slide into his DMs at MC Kristoff. I think roll the credits. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, this is ripe for parody. You know, you miss one podcast episode and all of a sudden the gloves come off, the knives come out. My colleagues don't even know my Instagram handle, which is at MCK Primes. And I just feel like I am being totally attacked here, but also promoted in a weird way. And that's super genuine of them. And oh, my God, guys, thank you so much. Much welcome to an episode of Political Playlist Happy Hour sans Michael Kristoff. I don't know what kind of hack intro they're going to give you, but it ain't going to be our normal one. Here you go. Hope you enjoy. Of the welcome to, to Political, Political Playlist. Playlist.
0: <laughs> All right, are you ready, guys? Happy Hour. Happy Happy hour. hour. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Political Playlist Happy Hour. I'm Anna Muskie Goldwyn,
1: and I'm Anthony Barquette.
0: And that felt weird to have me say the welcome because Michael's not here today, but I will gladly take his place and say, uh, what are you drinking, Anthony?
1: Well, is it a martini? It's a martini. Yeah. Okay.
0: I have um, oh God, here this go. seltzer because I'm lazy and didn't like have any like wine or even liquor or anything, but have you tried these Topo Chico hard seltzers?
1: Oh, I love them. They're fantastic.
0: Yeah. That sound effect. Um, I think they're the best ones.
1: What, what I love though, is like the Tobo Chico ranch waters and like actual ranch waters are so yeah. popular now. And it's just yeah. tequila and soda.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, but so. I honestly feel like, you know, I, there's there was the hard seltzer, like real era of like the White Claw, the Truly blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And those always hurt my stomach after two Cause there was all the, I feel like the flavoring made me feel kind of sick, but the Topo Chico, I actually think, is my fave. So, yeah,
1: yeah my stomach would hurt after about like Topo Chico. Yeah, absolutely. fans. My stomach would hurt after about eight, but you know, same thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, same thing. It's all it's all relative. Yeah.
1: Speaking of hard things, though, there's some LA,
0: okay, uh, yeah, local let's,
1: politicians going through let's some get into hard this. times, aren't? Let's they? get
0: into this. So, as people may know, um. All three of us, Anthony, Michael, and I have roots in Los Angeles. Michael and I live here currently. Anthony used to live here and is from Southern California. And there is some shit going down on the LA City Council that we just wanted to run through because we know that everyone listening doesn't live in LA. But this news is interesting and it's important to us. And hopefully we, by talking about it, can set an example of how interested and involved you should be in your local politics. So... Here's what happened. The president of city council councilwoman Nori Martinez was caught on tape, which was recorded a year ago, but released this past weekend to the LA times with fellow council members, Gil Cedillo and Kevin DeLeon. And they were also with the LA County Federation of labor president, which is like a labor, not a labor union, but sort of an organization that works with labor unions. Uh, that president named Braun Herrera, and they were caught on tape and Basically in the audio, they are... I talked about this briefly in a reel that we posted on Instagram if you want to check it out. But basically, they're talking about a fellow member of the council, Mike Bonin, who is white and is gay and has an adopted Black son who's, I would say, elementary school age. I don't, I don't know his exact age. But they use racist slurs in both English and Spanish. Um, against this boy, they talk about Nuri Martinez. Specifically, talks about taking him around back of a float on a MLK Day parade and like beating him, and then bringing him back because he was misbehaving. Um, they they use a the Spanish word and call him a little monkey. They then call Bonin, who I just mentioned is gay, a little bitch. And it is. I was telling someone last night. To me, other than the Trump grab him by the pussy. Audio. It is the most insane and like sad and scary politician recording that I've ever heard. And it goes on for like three minutes. Um, And just some context of the conversation they were talking about redistricting efforts in LA, which, you know, this idea can be applied all around the country. Basically, these Latino representatives, um, I'm sorry, council members were talking about trying to gain more control for the Latino community in the districts and how they're drawn, which essentially means taking some power away from a lot of majority Black communities in Los Angeles. Now, Councilwoman Martinez, she at first resigned from being the council president, but did not resign fully, despite... Every politician out there calling for her resignation, every organization... Even Biden, even President Even Biden. President Biden. <laughs> um, she now has officially... She's like taking a leave of absence. Like, wild. Now she's officially resigned, which took a while. Um, but De Leon and Cidio are still on the council and in fact attended the meeting. It was yesterday. So we're recording this on uh, Wednesday the 12th. It was yesterday. They were at the council meeting. So my guess is that by next week, when this episode comes out, they will also be resigned. But who the hell knows? Um, I wanted to bring up something interesting for me personally in this is that it has a direct correlation to the council race in my district, um, where a more progressive candidate named Aaron Darling is running against a woman named Tracy Park, who actually was endorsed by Nuri Martinez, which at the time was obviously a big endorsement, but now is kind of causing her some problems. Tracy Park is taking a very different approach than our current councilman, Mike Bonin, who was the subject of this recording, um, than he takes. He's much more progressive. She's much more moderate. In fact, she used to be a Republican. And, you know, it's interesting. Like for me, it's kind of made me have this new perspective on the way that we look at local politics, which I want to ask you about. But it just like really hit home for me of like politics literally is local. This is a person that is not just representing my district in Congress, but like representing my district in the city is tied to this huge scandal that's going on. Um, And now all communities, especially the black communities coming out against Tracy Park specifically because she used to be a lawyer and it was now released that she defended someone in a previous case Um, who had called a Black employee the N-word multiple times. And this also is having an effect on the mayor's race, which is basically a Black woman, Karen Bass, running against a white billionaire, Rick Caruso. But Rick Caruso's stance on this is that the Broken City Council is essentially an example of why LA needs an outsider as their mayor. So we'll see if that works. So what do you think of this? And specifically... Um, I know I just talked for a long time, but I wanted to get through all of it. What do you think about the fact that words in this instance are driving so much chaos within a city and pinning Democrats against Democrats, pinning one minority group against another? And the fact that like this isn't actually rooted in policy or anything like that, it's what this woman and these two men said.
1: Well, you did just talk a lot. So Sorry. take a sip Anna, uh, yeah, and a breath. Um, honestly, I love to see this happen. I mean, I honestly, I was... Okay,
0: well, you love to see it happen from like a repercussion standpoint, not that you love that absolutely. people said it.
1: <laughs> no, I, I mean, what they said is terrible, horrible. A lot of these politicians who said that have been in like a version of office for so long. Yeah. So you're sitting there going, what the hell are you thinking? Honestly, like, I, and let's face it, LA is known as one of the most corrupt cities in, uh, at least in California, if not in the country and all of the politicians there are in a really disgusting cesspool. Mm-hmm. And it's great to see that some of them are finally getting, um, who have been there for a while are finally just getting, you know, shown the door. Yeah. Um, and You know, unfortunately, it does shine a huge light on the mayor's race. You know, I'm not, you know, I think most of our politicians need outsiders to come in now because it is so screwed up. Like I said, LA is one of the most corrupt places ever. Um, A lot of these politicians need to go. LA is run by a lot of small little cities that are basically known as fiefdoms there. And the city councils control massive amounts of money and they have no history, um, or, uh, experience in being able to do that. Yeah. So I'm, I, as a politician today, I don't know how you don't think every conversation you have is not recorded. So if you're that dumb to be talking this way, then you, you should be out. You're not making the right decisions.
0: My last note on it is like, unfortunately, I feel like there are a lot of people that probably talk like this behind closed doors. Of course, And I think that my hope is that this is a wake up call for people all around the country running at all levels of government, right? It isn't just Congress and the president and whatever that have to watch what they say. And it isn't just Democrats who say bad things or Republicans and vice versa. It just doesn't matter. It's like you should be held to a higher standard if you're in elected office not that we all shouldn't be kind but like
1: you're a public facing figure yeah I, I mean and
0: you're representing people i think that's the key is like i go out there and i represent myself and maybe my family and my close group of people you know and me but and you yeah, yeah. i represent you yeah. um but but like when i go out there if i say something that might offend somebody I can take responsibility for it or defend it or whatever. And that's kind of just my prerogative. But when you're an elected official and you're representing people, your words are not just your own. And I thought that's what was interesting about how it's affecting the race that I'm about to vote in for the city council is like your words do have this real trickle down effect that can like throw everything into chaos. Um, and I don't know, I keep reading all these things. It's like LA is now in a time of healing.
1: Oh, I mean, my, my just like favorite about this and we should move on is LA city council has been like, there's so much corruption on there. Like,
0: well, there's so, a guy, so, what's the, there's an, one other council member who's literally being indicted
1: indicted. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the soup supervisors are, you know, having their house. It, I, it's really the issue of the sheriff who's extremely corrupt. I mean, there's these cities called city of industry, Vernon, Bell, mm-hmm. who have all been subject to major corruption And I mean, for people out there listening, just look into their city councils and see who these people are. Yeah. They're literally just... And who's
0: backing them.
1: And who's backing them. I mean, it is a wild story. And if I was a reporter, I'd be all over these stories.
0: Literally the Wild West.
1: Yeah. But anyways, that's a perfect segue to move on to what we normally do for this podcast is we... uh, we talked about three young politicians from our platform and we picked three of their tweets um, that have been in the last week. Um, and we usually guess them. Hannah does the best out of all of us because she's the smartest. I think
0: you're going to guess mine easily this week. So
1: yeah, probably. I'm And smartest. Michael's not
0: here and he's usually the worst, although he yeah. has been doing better. So
1: yeah, he has been doing better. He so, must be studying. Yeah. Oh, I, let's hope so. Um, all right. There, you got there. one? All right, I got one terribly sad news again today. We need to get criminals off our streets and make all of our communities safe. Crime continues to devastate families in Milwaukee.
0: Okay. Um, Obviously Republican talking about crime. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm going to say Mike Gallagher.
1: Close. Uh, Who else is in... Brian...
0: Oh, Brian Steele.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I knew that. I mean, that's an incredibly tough one to get. But I mean... Actually,
0: what, I feel like... Yeah. No, Brian Steele would have been the better guess. For Sorry, sure. Sorry, Brian. I forgot you existed.
1: Yeah. No, That I was going to say, he's kind of one of those politicians on our platform that isn't super vocal. And you yeah. kind of do forget that he does exist, which is why which I picked...
0: is also not great. Like, come on. Yeah. Get out there more. like. Yeah. If we don't know who you are, no one else does.
1: Uh, th- this tweet was in response to a 12-year-old who was actually shot dead in Milwaukee. Her oh mother God. is in critical condition. They were both, uh, you know, uh, getting the groceries out of their car when they were shot. Um, you know, the reason I picked this too is we're seeing a lot of crime out there. Um, I think every city is basically dealing with this. But I, I was really interested to see that Milwaukee reported the fourth highest increase in homicides hmm. um, in major U.S. cities this year, which is, you know, pretty crazy. And they also rank as one of the most dangerous metro areas in t- last year in 2021.
0: I think I heard that. I I mean, I do feel like I have two things to add to this, which is one, this uptick in crime in metro areas to me is just like such a sign of how much people are hurting whether that be culturally, economically, you know, having known people who have died recently and i feel like there's some context to what is going on that is ultimately just really sad and obviously like some people are just horrible criminals which it sounds like this was but kind of the larger stat I feel like, especially people in these urban areas, and you know, prices are going up, can't afford rent, that kind of thing. Um, it's sad. And the second thing is, these Republican talking points on crime seem to be working. And I don't want to diminish it to talking points because obviously this is really tragic. But it is something that people are concerned about, and I think that it's a really good message for Republicans, um, especially you know, leading up to the midterms.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, I mean, absolutely. And I, I think cause everyone can relate to it as well.
0: Yeah. Like
1: you're hearing about it. It's on the news. It's happening in your community. Um, what made me just do a little bit more research was to find out what the top cities were. Um, mm-hmm. I think it would be too hard for you to guess this. So I'm not going to put you through that agony um, of the top. Yeah.
0: Is it uh, Camden, New Jersey?
1: No, it's not, actually. Oh. I took the top three or four.
0: What was the top? Chicago? Uh,
1: Memphis, Tennessee. Whoa. Which That's is like an a, a, a area for like tons of new real estate, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Uh, Monroe, Louisiana. Anchorage, Arkansas.
0: Not Alaska.
1: Not Alaska.
0: Wait, are you sure?
1: Yeah. Oh no,
0: you messed, Alaska. Wait, messed you messed up, up the, Sorry, no, the, the letters. I knew it.
1: God, I'm so dumb. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> I was like, uh, that seems well, the, like- the,
1: ne- the next one is Arkansas, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, For right, let's just do a little education. For everyone who might fall into that trap, what are the letters for Alaska?
1: AK. And
0: what are the letters for Arkansas? AR. Okay. Thanks, mom. Moving on.
1: Yeah. And then fifth was Detroit.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... What do you think though? Because I feel like... I don't know. Again, we're such a short-term looking society. It's like there's an uptick in crime. Democrats are in power. That's the one-to-one. That's the cause and effect. Mm -hmm. But then there's also this side of it where I feel like Democrats fall prey to that because they push for so much criminal justice reform. And like this, you know, expunging the records of um, people who have been in jail for, for marijuana possession and that kind of thing. And I I personally just have a hard time squaring it because it's like I I personally believe in criminal justice reform. I think there's too many people in jail in our country, but I also see random acts of violence and mm-hmm. really feel for the fact that we're in a place where there needs to be something Done about that. And maybe it needs to be more hardline than some Democrats want to put forward.
1: Yeah. Well, you're basically in the middle of a lot of that crime being in Venice. Um, yeah. I don't like to move subjects so quickly, but my next tweet does kind of. You're going to double
0: this. tweet? I'm going to double
1: me? tweet because oh, I'm a God. double tweeter. Um, mm, that could you a took word. a long time at the beginning. So That's I feel true. like I did my, talk for a
0: long time. I apologize. I got really, it's
1: my turn for I the feel very
0: passionately about this LA city council thing. I think it's so fascinating, yeah, but anyway, all, they, tweet they number should, two,
1: they should all resign. Um, tweet number two, and this goes hand in hand with what's happening on the crime side. This is going to be a tough one too. Mm. All Americans deserve comprehensive healthcare. That includes mental health services. People of every age, race, and socioeconomic status are affected by mental health challenges. On World Mental Health Day, it let's increase awareness and acceptance for those living with mental illness.
0: Oh my God, this is like so general. It could be anybody. <laughs> well, I will say this is because it's been Mental Health Awareness Week, I think, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which is why I chose it too. Can, I wanted to shine some light. It's yeah, on, uh, can you give 10th. me like
0: a hint?
1: California region,
0: California. Okay.
1: okay. Um, I gave that up easy.
0: Well, there's a lot in California, so not that easy. Well,
1: you obviously know what side it's on.
0: But why not necessarily. I mean, I'm guessing it's a Democrat now that you said that, but I also don't think that this is like necessarily a democratic thing to say.
1: True. I would just say the first line was comprehensive, oh, comprehensive health care. Yeah.
0: Okay. Gregory, you're right. Um, I know I'm right. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Eric Swalwell. Yeah. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding. Dan, nice. Okay, that was still a pretty good guess, even though you gave me a big hint.
1: Yeah. Well, um, once again, just to repeat, obviously Mental Health Week and World Mental Health Day was on October 10th, 2022. Yeah. Um, You know, I think this goes hand in hand kind of with the crime is like they have, you know, the world has seen anxiety and depressive disorders increase by more than 25% after the pandemic, which is just incredibly sad. And, you know, one of the main reasons is and obviously a lot of, you know, mental health conditions have worsened because they were disrupted and people couldn't go. Um, But one of the main reasons uh, 42% of Americans say it's because money uh, because of money. Mm -hmm. And most of these people are looking at their bank accounts, including me pretty low. Um, Yeah. (laughs) uh, That was the highest paying a bill, making a purchase, having to discuss money, getting paid. Um, Like looking at social media was actually with the lowest. So they all had to do with money and you know, Anna, you were sort of talking about it from this last tweet was, you know, these people are rising, you know, rental costs, mm-hmm. right? Inflation going on. And I, I've always joked with my parents. I was like, you go to a a restaurant today and grab a round of drinks. It's a hundred dollars. Yeah. It's $20 a drink, you know, with yeah. a group of four. Yeah, And, you know, you know, we get you know, shit on by older generations that we spent too much.
0: (laughs) But, But there's no choice. Yeah. It's, you know, it's interesting, like, to go back to Eric for a second, one of his biggest issues has always been gun violence. And I feel like if we kind of take the issue itself out of that for a second, a lot of the talking around gun violence that isn't related to gun policy specifically is obviously about mental health. And so I feel like he is a politician who looks into this issue deeply on a regular basis. And, you know, I can just kind of speak for myself and it's something where, you know, as people may know, obviously, as you know, like I had this big orthopedic surgery earlier this year and it was the first time in my life that I've ever had like astronomical medical bills that frankly come unexpectedly. Like you just yeah. don't even know. There's like four different entities that depending it's like you pay to the facility you get the surgery and you pay the doctor separately you pay a different hospital separately you pay the imaging separately and you know i i for the first time have really felt like i understand and have so much empathy for people dealing especially with ongoing health issues where the bills just never stop coming and like you know you need to get whatever the insulin or whatever the thing is that's keeping you alive. And so you just literally have no choice but to pay those bills. But then what happens when you're not getting the money to pay those bills? And I think that, you know, I just like send my heart out to people who specifically on the healthcare end are dealing with this because it's not going out to drinks with your friends. It's literally keeping your life and keeping your health. And, you know, I Personally, like I'm not a proponent of universal healthcare. I fall more in the kind of middle ground, but I do feel like the fact that healthcare is not the thing that we are talking about when we just went through a fucking pandemic. And I know there's a lot of other issues that are important, but the fact that that is not. I don't even hear politicians talking about that right now. No.
1: Yeah. I mean, I did something as like easy as going to get my eyes, like I had to go get more contacts. Mm-hmm. And like with the insurance that I have through my company, I you know, at the end of it, my bill was actually pretty high. And I was like, whoa, why is it so high? And they're like, oh, well, we're giving you a year's worth of contacts. So I was like, could I do six months? Yeah. You know, yeah. and then I'll come back and get, you know, pay yeah, the other installments. half. Yeah. Because I was like, whoa, that seems really expensive. Yeah, and like, and, you
0: need your contacts. You can't and just And I was like, see. I have
1: insurance. I have insurance. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, uh, all right.
1: I, one one quick little fun fact though.
0: Fine, fine, fine. fine. Yeah, okay.
1: Was um, World Health Day started on October 10th.
0: World Health Day. Oh, like Uh, the World Mental
1: Health Day. Yeah, was observed for the first time on October tenth, nineteen
0: ninety-two. Wow, ahead of the curve, I would say.
1: Yeah, yeah. So,
0: just fun fact. Go tell your friends. Bring that up at a dinner party and ask everybody how depressed they are. (laughs) Um. Okay. Well, we're gonna end on a completely different note. Epic. So. Here's the tweet. You're going to get this. Today was a truly historic day. Got as it. chair as chair of the House Public Lands Subcommittee, I couldn't be more grateful that Camp Hale will be protected for generations to come. Our work to protect public lands in Colorado and across the country continues.
1: Jonah Deuce. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, God, I love when I'm
0: right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So your current home state of Colorado had some pretty big national news this week because President Biden designated the historic Camp Hale, which was a World War II military installation used as training grounds hmm. as a national um, monument. Or I'm sorry, national protected land. And the president can designate any piece of federal land via an executive order as a national monument to protect the land and specifically and more controversially protect its resources. And this is legislation that has been around for almost a decade that Democrats have been trying to pass. And it is a big win for Jonah Goose, who, as you know, is a huge, huge environmental lover. Um, And my question for you is that the Republican opposition to this Really comes in the form of this is thousands and thousands of acres of land that has natural resources, specifically timber harvesting and mining potential that now we will not be able to use it for. So, mm. what do you think?
1: Well, I will say, you know, on the energy side, Colorado is one of the most, I would say, forward states. I mean, tons of drilling went on here. And they're probably uh, the state that has created the energy policy for the oil and gas industry, which is pretty interesting. I, I did not know that until I moved here. Um, so I think it's a little far-fetched for this Republican to be thinking that, you know, they're going to just have these federal lands or, you know, available for,
0: mm-hmm.
1: for my, mining and exploration. Yeah. Uh, yeah, You know, fat chance, like in this state. Um I also wanted to say I'm, I'm fangirling a little bit because I might be going to this conference and I heard we'll be meeting with Jonah Goose.
0: Oh my god! Well, you have yeah. to you have to take a video with him and like oh, get a political oh, yeah. a shout out.
1: Yeah. No. Um, amazing. So I'm really excited because I, I think he's definitely been one of those politicians on our on our site that's um, not a, that we all love, but also um, you know has surprised us. As well. Yeah,
0: and I think has like very, very much, very much potential. A lot of potential. I yeah. promise I can speak English. I can. Um, has a lot of potential in the Democratic Party. But on that note, you know something that's interesting about this specific piece of news is that so he was there with obviously President Biden signing the um, executive order, also with Governor Polis, and then with the two senators, Senator Bennett and Senator Hicken- Hickenlooper. And specifically to Senator Michael Bennett, who's running for reelection in Colorado right now, there is all this stuff about how this signing of the executive order is basically helping Bennett in his reelection campaign because it's like putting him on the same stage as Biden. It's putting him on the national news. It's kind of giving this boost to his campaign, not really policy-wise, but visibility-wise. And I would argue exactly the same thing for Joe, right? Like this land is actually in Joe Nagus' district. And so, you know, I think that he will get re-elected. It's a pretty heavily democratic district. But but I thought it was interesting this idea of like how. Them being just in a moment of news that has national significance can give someone like Jonah Goose, who's probably relatively unknown to a lot of people, this one moment, you know, behind the presidential seal at the podium to say something and be heard by the millions of people who are unfamiliar with him.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a huge moment, right? So it's pretty, pretty cool. Go, Joe.
0: Yeah. And it's Jonah Jonah. goose. Well, I guess Andrew Biden in this instance, they were on the same team. Um, but yeah, I think that it's something that it just got me thinking of like, we always talk about how one of the reasons that we wanted to focus on these young politicians is that for the most part, minus a few of them, they're relatively unknown. And I think that this was an example of like, this is, this is an example of how these people can become known. And this is obviously few and far between that there's going to be some like incredibly significant national news moment happening in your district. Um, and, And I feel like it shouldn't be this hard for these promising young politicians to have more of a stage. Um, but in this case, you know, I think that it's good and it seems like they've been working on it for a long time, over a decade, like I said, which is crazy. Awesome. And yeah, I mean, to your point about sort of what the Republicans are saying, you know, I'm not, I'm not convinced that this is going to be something that's going to like sink the timber industry. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but you know, so if you're in Colorado, go visit Camp Hale. Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, speaking of being known, just... One last shout out. Let's uh, Michael Christoph. He's single. Oh, we need yeah, to make right, sure right. he's known. Get yeah. him get him a girlfriend.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> Michael's very open to the DM slides. Um, as Anthony and I have both heard ad nauseum. And you know, we just want to say that he deserves he deserves love. We all deserve yeah. love, really. Um, but Michael's a smart guy, he's a good looking guy. He uh, makes a mean, makes a mean cocktail and has a nice little one bedroom in Venice, California that could be waiting for you. Is that too much?
1: No. He's not here. So we get to do whatever we want.
0: All right. Well, cheers to Michael.
1: Cheers.